Hello, and welcome to the Lacey Alderson Show. It is so good to be back here in studio to be able to talk with you guys. I'm changing up the format a little bit this week and excited to be able to talking, talk with you about mental health tips for the fall and winter seasons. Just me today, no guests, no interview, just me in the house. Talk with you a little bit about things that mean a lot to me, things that I've been able to learn over the years, um, ways I've been able to use both my degree and settings with patients and clients, and also ways that I'm able to work in the fitness industry and help motivate people more during this time of year. So first and foremost, I would love, love, love to thank Pink Box Donuts. They're out there spreading smiles. So good, you'll lick the box. Have to acknowledge their donut of the month. It's a cannoli and it is insane. It's so good. So those of you who love a regular cannoli, you've got to try the donut. It just is that much better. And also giving some extra love to Pink Box this month because they are out there supporting the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Every Pink Box donut you buy that is in the shape of a pink ribbon that they currently sell, they will be giving 10% of that back to the foundation to support breast cancer. So once again, so happy to be a part of an organization that gives back and has such amazing treats to make all of us so happy this time of year. Um, jumping right into things today, I was trying to figure out what we were going to talk about for my first main episode and a couple things came through to mind and the other topics we will definitely get to but for right now I just think with it being a little bit into October and the seasons changing it's really important that we discuss the fall and the winter and this saying goodbye to summer and what it looks like for our mental health and our physical health. Um, I like to begin with myself because I feel like that's how we're able to process what else is going on. I woke up one day last week and it was just a regular day. And when I opened my eyes, something was just different. And in that one day and in that morning, I felt this sadness I had not felt in quite some time. And that sadness was deep and it was dark and it felt so real and it was debilitating and it was depression. So, of course, I look at the calendar, and it's October 1st, and with the coming of the seasons and with fall coming, I'm always somebody who is susceptible to seasonal affective disorder, and that is a true disorder, and it is a diagnosis that happens for people who have a depressive disorder to begin with, and it just um, fluctuates with seasonal changes. So, not everybody obviously has this diagnosis, but some people do experience themselves changing, their moods changing, their um, energy levels changing, and I think it's important that we discuss that and what we can do about it to really get in control of our lives and get behind the wheel and put things where we need and where we want them to be. So as I woke up and had this feeling and was aware, I also know that I just needed to maybe take a day to calm down and to relax a little bit. So I went to do my morning job. I work in the mornings and then I came back home and I lay down and put on a show and kept thinking of all the other things I needed to do. And bit by bit, I just slowly accepted that that wasn't going to be one of those days, that day where I really wanted to reach for the moon and I wanted to be able to accomplish all of these things. It just wasn't going to be on October 1st because there was other things going on inside me. My brain had an agenda of its own for me. And a lot of times when the seasons change, things happen. Um, let's discuss some of these things that you could be feeling with or without a diagnosis, um, with or without even COVID. Anything we talk about today is going to only be amplified by the suppression that is COVID that you are experiencing, um, that we are all experiencing. The human body is able to sustain some form of trauma and um, accountability, if you will, and your ability to 
stay at a baseline for about six months, um, give or take. And then after about that six month time, the reality of hardships usually kick in. That's why when you meet somebody, they're in their best behavior, right? Gentlemen, you're out there, you meet a lady, you're like, ooh, she's great. I love her. Those first six months are everything. Honeymoon period. She's, where has she been? She's a unicorn. Ladies, same thing for you. I met the one. He's the one. I love him. He's perfect. Well, talk to me after six months because anybody can really maintain beautiful behavior for about six months. And then at some point, some way, you're going to get a piece of the reality of who they are and what they're about. So if you like somebody, I would wait to get engaged. That's my advice. <laughs> my advice is really see somebody through all four seasons, <laughs> encounter their behavior, know what it is before you make drastic changes. And that only happens to be one example today. But um, that is just a part of it, is that COVID suppression that we are experiencing on top of the seasonal affective and or your depression that happens or your reality that starts to kick in with the environment changing. So maybe you're feeling more sad. Maybe you're noticing a depressed mood that you didn't have before um, in the summer months. Maybe you are somebody that experiences a loss of interest um, or excitement or even pleasure in basic activities that you used to love. Uh, maybe last week you loved laying out and this week you have no interest in going to that same pool with those same people to do the same thing. What you once loved just kind of irritates you, doesn't sound as fun. Maybe um, it comes in the form of the change of your appetite. Um, you have a tendency this time of year to eat a little bit more. And usually those carbohydrate um, cravings kick in. So if you're like, wait a second, I crave carbs year-round, you bet you do. But this time of year especially, maybe you notice that the cravings are that much more intense. Maybe you feel that you can't say no to those carb cravings. Or maybe summer or spring months you're able to kind of distance yourself more. Um, loss of energy happens to be a huge um, symptom of this as well. Um, that loss of energy can lead to increased fatigue. So what I was explaining the other day, I got out of bed. I just, everything felt kind of painful. It was the idea of getting out of that bed seemed way too monumental. It seemed way too large of a task for me to be able to, to take on during that day. Um, there's also an increase in purposeless physical activities. So maybe like your inability to sit or your pacing or you're having or noticing slowing down of movement, movements or your overall speech. Just little things to be aware of to say, hmm, maybe I'm not crazy for feeling this way or noticing these things, but they're very real and they're very much so a part of the symptoms that go along with people that struggle this time of year. You can also begin to feel worthless or guilty. So here you are wondering why you canceled plans with somebody and you feel such guilt about it. Um, that can be one of those moments or just feeling like, gosh, I just don't really bring much to the table right now. Um, you can be experiencing thoughts that are harder to create, harder to concentrate upon. Um, it's harder for you to make decisions. Maybe you're in the produce aisle and you find something, two apples, and it's, it's harder for you a little bit more to make that decision between which one. It's just little things become a little bit more tedious for you to work your way through mentally. And then obviously the giant elephant in the room is always thoughts of death or suicide. And that being said, when we do talk about suicide or we talk about thoughts that leading up to them, um, the best bit of advice I can give you or give to somebody who loves you or somebody that you love is that if you yourself are feeling any of those symptoms or having any ideas of harming yourself or harming others, that you obviously reach out and call the suicide hotline, um, call 911, call a family member, reach out and get some help. And if you are the loved one of somebody who is suffering and you notice that their behavior does not seem what it used to be this time of year, 
Um, you notice a sadness upon them, um, a doom gloom. Uh, maybe they're making remarks that you haven't, you know, absolutely been privy to when, when in their presence. Um, there is absolutely nothing wrong. If, if anything, it would be encouraged for you to ask them point blank. You know, are you having thoughts of suicide? Um, a lot of people are afraid to have those conversations, but I can tell you that suicide has drastically gone up since the beginning of COVID. And this time of year, on top of the suppression of COVID, which is really just like taking a bottle of soda, shaking it as hard as you can, and then lightly twisting that top, waiting for the foam to just go all over you, explode everywhere. That's really where we are right now. We're with a bunch of people who are all just bottles of soda, just waiting. And you never know if a little bit of the seasonal blues, if you will, are going to be the catalyst that just twists that top. So let's cut the bullshit of conversations that are always so pretty and perfect and cute and high and, oh, cute outfit, girl. Hey, you're looking big, dude. You know, whatever it may be. But let's really say, hmm, you're not acting like yourself. And I need to ask you, are you thinking about suicide? And I say that not casually. I say it because it's conversations that I've had to have. And I say it because they are also conversations that I have missed. In the last couple of years, I've lost three people to suicide. And I can tell you that I could have had conversations with all three of those people, and I did not. And I can tell you that that sits heavily with me, and it breaks my heart on a lot of days. So if I could go back or if I could help others maybe learn from my mistakes, it would be please, 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 during this time of year especially, please have conversations with people around you that are struggling. It does not make you weak, and it does not make you nosy. And if you have a friend that takes offense to it, it could also be the thing that saves their life. So would you rather be nosy and would you rather offend and then later apologize and explain? Or would you rather be where I am and have those thoughts of could have, would have, should have and really struggle with where things could be today? So we're going to take it now and we're going to talk a little bit more, not just about what this is, um, what this time of year looks like with mental health and mental health tips, but we're going to talk, you know, what really happens during these fall and winter months to bring these things on. First and foremost, we're saying goodbye, right? The summer is ending, leaves are changing, and that leave, the leaves are turning dark. It's not like it's spring where things are starting to bud up again. Things are ending. So we're watching leaves die and fall to the ground. So there's a sense of ending, a mourning, if you will, of what was. And as we go into this hibernation period that's cold and there's not a lot of growth that we experience, we are just human bodies having biological experiences based upon, you know, the environment. So um, we are definitely experiencing, like I said, visual reminders of death. But then we're also experiencing the sunlight deficiency. With sunlight deficiency, a lot of you, depending on where you live, you got sunshine a lot this summer. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and the sun is shining, you know, at 8, 8 o'clock at night, 8.30 even. Um, and lately, the last couple of weeks especially, now it's 6 o'clock, 5.30. Um, those are extra hours. You're no longer getting that exposure to sunshine and sunlight that our bodies need, that our minds need, that conversion into vitamin D. Um, vitamin D helps us so much with our mental health. So you are actually not receiving something that your body needs during this time of year. So with the environment changing and actually getting colder and things dying off, we're also having less sunshine, which is being converted directly into our body as like a little treat for our, for our brains, our mental health, our, our depression, all the things. So if we know this is happening, let's really cut to the part of like, how can we maneuver through this season less impacted, right? Like how can we come through this season and maybe have the blues, but not as intense, or maybe say, wait a second, 
this is happening to me and it's an opportunity for me to learn more about myself. Maybe your kids struggle, maybe your spouse, um, maybe a family member. So let's talk about some ways we can get better and take ownership of our mental health and not feel like we necessarily are just victims to our surroundings. I love to begin with vitamin D itself. It's something I discussed earlier. And if you are going to take vitamin D, there's supplements out there. There's even gummy supplements. I saw those the other day at Costco. So there's a variety of different ways you can ingest vitamin. Now, if you're like me, I get really frustrated when somebody tells me to take a supplement because unless you send me the actual link, I'm frazzled. Which one do I get? Um, what, what you know? Do I want the gel cap? Is it better digestion if, if I take it in a gummy? I mean, what? Just tell me what I'm supposed to be taking. So here we go. I can tell you there's two kinds of vitamin D that are available on the market. There's D3 and then there's D2. And D3 is well, it seems to be it's almost twice as effective as increasing your blood level of vitamin D as D2. So if you are somebody that's listening to this, you're noticing some of these symptoms and you want to have some around your house or be committed to taking them, um, I would definitely go after the D3 because like I said, you are going to get the increase um, and more of effective vitamin overall in terms of your blood levels and what it's able to you know, do to that brain and help you with, with your overall mental health. Um, besides the actual vitamin, if you're on... Amazon, let's say, getting those. Why don't you also look up some light therapy while you're on there? Light therapy is great. Um, I don't know why, but I've known about light therapy for so long. I suffer from seasonal affective disorder, and I feel like I've heard about light therapy for probably 15 years, but it really wasn't until the last couple years that I decided to dive into it during the holidays, and I can tell you I do feel a difference. And all light therapy is, it can sound scary, right? Like, what does that mean? Shock therapy or that word therapy always throws us off. But light therapy is simply just getting a light in your home that does a high concentration of certain rays that are going to help your brain. And it's going to also make your body feel like it's absorbing more. And it just isn't going to feel like it. it actually is absorbing more light. So if you're somebody that can't get outside this time of year, early morning still, and get the, the, the rays that are available... Light therapy is something that I would recommend getting into your home. Verilux is a brand that's amazing. They make a happy light, and their company goes from $29 all the way up, depending on aesthetically what you're looking for. And then Aura Day, they make a light lamp. It's a little bit more expensive. It's $125, but it does have really good quality to it, and it's one that is pretty reliable. Um, when I say pretty, once again, I can only give you recommendations off of things that I've taken that have worked for me, and those are two examples that I would definitely recommend to anybody who wanted to attempt light therapy in their home um, for their children, like I said, for their environment overall, to, to feel a little bit better when you're at home. Um, leaving those two options, let's step into the holidays. Oh, the holidays. Everybody loves the holidays. <laughs> and the holidays are so magical. If I look back on my childhood, some of the f my favorite times were definitely the holidays, right? I mean, you look for my favorite holiday to this day is Thanksgiving, and it happens to be during a season that I struggle the most. But I love Thanksgiving because it's family and it's friends and there's no gifts. It's just the comfort of your home, the smells, that entire, that day is just built upon love and eating, which happens to be my most favoriteest thing. And, um, and there's a security for some reason, I feel, but it would make total sense for people who don't have that security, what it would do to them this time of year. I have a family friend who um, just lost her daughter and this is her first Thanksgiving or it will be without her daughter. And her daughter was three. And I think this is not going to be that kind of a holiday for her 
where it's the warm and fuzzies. It's going to be the one where she's probably crying somewhere, curled up in a ball, trying her best to put on her best face. Along those lines, I can also tell you as much as I love Thanksgiving. Last year, we had Thanksgiving at our house, and I had two aunts that came, and both of them have lost children. And when I say children, they were grown adults, but still 40-year-olds. Um, and their children passed away in the last three years. And to sit with them around the table at Thanksgiving is not the same Thanksgiving that I recollect from my childhood. It was a Thanksgiving filled with pain. And it was a Thanksgiving looking into other people's eyes. And as much as I felt home and safe, they did not. And you want to sit vigil with somebody. You want to help them and you want to love them. And you realize sometimes there's just pain that you can't help somebody through. You can simply sit beside and watch them and feel them and create that proximity so that they feel like they're not alone, even though in their hearts they, they ultimately feel like they are. So if holidays are great for you and you love them, I love that for you. But once again, people struggling, it makes a lot of sense why the holidays would be tough, right? I'm sure you could see that. So if you are somebody that is in a stressful home or maybe um, you are working through your first year of sobriety or maybe you are trying again to get sober for your 50th year in a row, wherever you are at, um, the holidays in general can be stressful because you are around family again and families can be huge triggers for people. That being said, um, let's all make a promise. Anybody listening right now, I would like to make this promise to you and if you could make it to yourself right now, I think we could have much more productive holidays that we are going to create some boundaries this year, that we are going to promise that this year is going to be different. And it may be different because of the proximity that we're not allowed to have because of COVID. It may be because a lot of people have lost their jobs and can't afford to fly cross country to be with loved ones. Um, but it could really be as simple as I can't do that this year. I simply can't do that. I don't want to do that. Being in that environment is a trigger for me. Being around those people is hard for me. Um, a lot of us have that, that pervy uncle or that creepy uncle or, you know, aunt, whatever it is that, that, that lingers around the family that's always been there that just gross. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe this is your, you're just like, I don't really want to be around Uncle Eddie. He's gross. Um, and I don't really want to put up with it or maybe his comments he makes. I mean, maybe COVID has made you feel empowered and has made you found your voice maybe in a time when you would not have been able to. So I just asked during the holidays, you create a boundary to say yes, no, and leave it at that. People are going to get mad. People are going to get upset. But I promise you, if somebody else chooses to abandon you during the holidays, you can get through that. If you choose to abandon yourself and your boundaries during the holiday, that's something, that's a betrayal. I'm not sure that's quite as easy to overcome. So let's stay true to ourselves. And let's just say once again, can't make it to your house for Christmas. Can't make it over there for Hanukkah. Isn't going to happen for Kwanzaa. Sorry, Thanksgiving's, Thanksgiving's going to be at Popeye's this year. I mean, wh whatever you decide to do, just make it about you and maybe start a new tradition for yourself and for your family if the one you are currently in is not healthy for you or is not healthy for your loved ones. It's the same if you have a spouse and you know going to their parents' house is going to cause a problem. You can say to them, listen, babe, I love you. Let's do this a little different this year. We don't have to do this. We don't have to continue to take on traditions that are hurting us. Please. So let's maybe promise each other, I'm promising you, you promise me that we're going to do that um, and that you make these decisions ahead of time so that you have time to be able to own them and to maybe walk yourself through a speech on what you're going to say to your mom who you've never missed Thanksgiving with or whatever it may have been. Um, have those talks with each other. How else can we also maneuver through the holiday season? Let's talk about exercise. Always talking about exercise. 
please, 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 if you have got a decent workout regimen, do not give it up this time of year. If you're somebody that likes to run outside and it's colder, go get that extra layer. If you're somebody that loves to work out outside normally and the cold is just too, you know, cold and frigid for you in the winter, then let's look into a gym membership. If that's not your thing, let's figure out how we can get you some weights in your, in your garage. Nowadays, there's no excuse because you can just pick up your phone and find an app. It's that simple. When it comes to working out, it can be that simple. I started a boot camp a couple months ago. You've heard about it on the show. It's just very simple, just simple workouts that we create every day, but it's a way for people to get outside. It's a sense of community. It works those endorphins. It gets your body moving. Blood is pumping, sunshine. It's all of the good things that our bodies need. So maybe if you need help finding a boot camp, reach out to somebody or create your own. Screw it. You don't need to be belong to somebody else's. Go find your own stuff. Do your own thing. Or once again, just pick up that app, go out on the grass, follow an app, but do it outside. Bundle up, wear sweats and get it done. Get some sunshine, be outside. Move your amazing body because your brain may feel weak, but that doesn't mean your body is. Let your body do what your mind cannot during this type of year. Um, another thing that I think would be a great idea that I've been kind of thinking about is starting a walking group. And that may sound so stupid to some of you, like what a walking group that's for old people. Um, but I'm not old, at least I don't think I am. And the idea of getting out there and just being with a bunch of people and creating short distance distances, maybe you walk to the local bar and maybe have a drink and walk back, or maybe you're walking to the grocery store and helping each other with your groceries and coming back, or, you know, maybe you're starting at one person's house, ending at another and ending at another. I mean, it's, it could go on and on, but just being outside with other people, not getting your heart rate too high and having conversations, creating connection, that may be the thing that makes or breaks you this holiday season. So if you're antisocial and you don't like a large group, I know a lot of people are, grab one person. Grab your favorite person and just say, hey, I'd like to do this with you once a week. Let's promise Fridays after work we meet here. Or hey, listen, um, let's do it Saturday afternoons or Saturday morning. Simple walks, stick to a schedule, meet up, encourage each other, be accountable to both yourself and others. And I promise you, you will feel just a little bit better this holiday season. Let's also go into our diet. This time of year with COVID and with the flu and with the common cold and all of the things we get to deal with, um, our number one goal should really be boosting our immune system overall. And there's thousands of ways we can do that. Supplementation, once again, um, we could talk about vitamins, all different things. Um, some of you like to get the flu shot. No matter what you personally and your family decides to do, that's great. But I just ask that maybe we add an additional little piece to that, and that would be buying seasonal foods for this time of year. Um, nature in general is so much wiser than we acknowledge and seasonal foods, they are able to support season specific needs for us. And that includes our immune system. So let's take spring, for example, just because I think it's a little bit easier to visualize. You've had a long winter, you've put on some weight, um, you know, you've been hibernating, maybe moving a little bit less than you would in the summer months. And the human body is craving detoxification. And in the spring, it's longing to shed that extra weight, Right. So the environment shows up and spring vegetables start coming up. And let's talk about spinach specifically. Spinach alone helps to alkalize your bloodstream and it's going to energize you for the warmer months. So we typically expend more energy being active in those months. So you'll notice the different produce that comes through um, our grocery stores and our farmer's markets are going to be more inclined to push towards the seasonal vegetables and fruits that are coming up in the ground and off the trees. So please buy seasonal foods. There's a reason they're, they're growing this time of year and your body will once again be utilizing those vitamins that much better. I also want to discuss dehydration 
And I don't think people realize living here in Las Vegas at 115 degrees, a lot of people have a tendency to here drink a lot of water. So we're always told drink more, drink more, drink more. And sometimes it's too much, sometimes it's too little. Um, growing up in the fitness industry, you know, I was told over the years, drink a gallon a day. And then I was told for every ounce of your body weight, make sure you're drinking, you know, an ounce of water, you know, conversion in terms of one, one of your pounds is converted to one ounce of water. Um, we could go on and on with these wives' tales of what are or are not enough supplementation for hydration. But um, now it's going to be fall and it's going to be winter and we're going to have a little bit less heat going on. And so then I have to remind all of you, if you did not know this already, that we are more likely as human beings to be dehydrated more in cooler months than warmer months. And that is just the fact. We have a tendency to wear a lot of clothes, we're around fires, that the heat goes up, there's a lot more sweating that's actually gonna go on throughout the day. So dehydration is a huge factor in winter. Another part of dehydration or hydrating yourself during the holidays is your urine output. Believe it or not, your urine output um, increases in the fall and winter months. So those of you who love to snowboard or if you love any winter sport, I don't know why it is, but the second you get bundled up and zipped up and get your boots on and you know, put your, get your bindings and you're all set to go and you get on the top of the mountain, you have to pee. Um, that's like not a surprise because truly your urine output does increase. So um, if you're a man or a woman and that's what you, your, your companion is always having to go to the bathroom, be patient. They can't help it. Um, their body's just doing what it naturally is going to do this time of year. So dehydration, I think we're able to discuss, increase that liquid input. And um, obviously with the more water or fluid you're going to drink, the more that urine's going to output. Accept it, own it. Let's just move on, pee away, drink away, do all the things. Um, finally, let's maybe talk about making plans. I just said earlier that I'm, Hope you find the strength this holiday season as we made a pact, you and I. It was one way because I said I would do it and I'm just hoping you listening that you made that pact as well. But um, we made a little pact that we were going to say no when we didn't want to do something. And I pray that you honor that. But at the same time, isolation is a contributor to depression. So sometimes when I'm in my depression, I just want to be alone. I don't want to see other people. It's not because I don't love them. It's not because they are not amazing and they bring the party and they bring the love Sometimes it's simply because I just want to be alone. And the happiness and peace I'm looking for is in that isolation. But there is such a thing as too much isolation. So I ask that we make some plans and that we really try to stick to them according to what we can do. So this time of year, you're going to have people that are going to say, this person is not my friend anymore because they have, I've invited them to five parties and they haven't come to all five. So if you're the person having the party, I just ask that you be patient. And the person that says no to the party, I ask that you be patient because you're both struggling and you're both loving each other and you're both seeing each other for who you are and that takes a moment. So once again, that's about working with humans, working with communication and being patient and loving with the people around us. Um, saying no when you can, but at the same time, please find something this holiday season, even if it's once a month that you're committed to that you're going to do. Maybe it is you're going to join the walking group. Maybe it is that you're going to go to the farmer's market and pick up some of these seasonal foods. Um, maybe, you know, you grab a loved one and you say, hey, listen, we're going to get some holiday preparation done in this house. You may not be coming for the holiday because you don't want to, but maybe you could help me still decorate the house or maybe you could help me put the meal plan together for that day, whatever it may be. Get together, make some plans. I now want to take a moment and just cut the crap before we end. And I want to tell you truly what I do personally to get myself through the holiday season. Um, I'm the person that says no to a lot of parties. I'm the person that's lost a lot of friends. 
I'm somebody that feels very alone a lot of the time and feel like feels like they are always making excuses because sometimes the idea of getting out of bed is just too much. And this holiday season, it's that much more for me. So I have a tendency to do specific things every holiday to just be aware and to make things a little bit better. I like to start, number one, with my music. So I have a tendency to play in the summer months a lot of rock and roll I like hip-hop I like you know I like to be dancing I like to be moving even if I'm cooking or cleaning there's always music in the background especially as a fitness instructor right it's like we are we love our playlists they're everything somebody else with a good playlist if you if you offer me a good playlist literally there's nothing better you could give me unless you dropped off cookies at my doorstep that you made but besides that um share a playlist you're my favorite person so I'll notice that my music chase, chase changes a little bit. Make some playlists just for the holidays. I notice instead of like the heavier stuff and um, the different beats, I'll tone it down a little bit. This is when I go into like my David Gray's, my Katie Lang's, my, even my Chris Isaac, my Neil Young. I, I know, I know, judge away. I don't care. I really don't care. Um, Frank Ocean's, I mean, we can we could go there. Like we could find some. Um, but I say, okay, listen, I'm gonna get away from a little bit of this. And I'm gonna let this time of year be a time of healing and a time of recovery for the new set of growth that's gonna be coming forward. Um, another thing that I love to do is light candles. And I'm sure that you've heard that a thousand times, but candles can be so small and so simple and so great to just have these little random lights in your home, bringing good smells and good feels. Um, they don't have to be expensive. I think about Trader Joe's, they sell candles for $3.99 every season. If you don't go to Trader Joe's regularly, you need to. You can just get like the apple ones, they've got the pumpkin ones, they do the cedars that come up with, with Christmas season. Beautiful scents that are easy, they're cheap. Grab them, small, small, small investment for you to have a couple hours of just comfort in your home. I also obviously love to bundle up and watch movies and watch shows. I'm a huge marathon watcher. So share some stuff with your friends that you're watching. Say, hey, listen, I got into this. It's super good. I don't do lifetime movies. They're a bit too cheesy for me. But um, I like a lot of the other things that come with the holidays. And maybe they're just classics. One of my best friends, he loves Die Hard. I, I would rather die. And I love a good action film, but it's just, it's not my jam. But him, it's like that is what Christmas is, is watching Die Hard. So once again, if that's part of your tradition, honor it, make it yours, make it your kids. Um, maybe invite somebody else to be a part of yours. My drink taste changes a lot in the winter. I love to end the day with, you know, some hot tea or hot cocoa. I'll drink it in bed as I read my book. Um, but something warm makes a huge difference for me. It helps me sleep a little bit better. And I said it before, but it's that idea of being comfy and cozy, putting on your comfy clothes right when you come home from work, taking that hot shower, you know, eliminating the day of the clothes that you had to be in that reminded you of being outside in the cold weather and the bleak to come inside your home where the candles are lit and the smells are good and you are just in comfy clothes. Um, and blankets. If you don't have a good holiday blanket, please go get one. I promise you, buy one just for the holidays that you pull out that you're going to get under and just allow some comfort to be upon you. I know a lot of people like those weighted blankets. I actually got one last year and I love it. It just makes me feel good. It makes me feel a little bit safer. They, they do help with anxiety. Um, but if you don't have one, look into them. Once again, different price points, but nothing huge. You don't have to make a giant investment. Two more points is I love to call my friends more often. Um, even if it's just for a couple seconds, I remind myself I need to be there for those conversations with others so that if I am feeling isolated and maybe the idea of getting ready seems too much, getting dressed, especially if you're a girl, there's like this idea that you have to put so much effort into it. Um, if you can't be present physically, pick up that call, that phone and call somebody, call a loved one, call your best friend, call with a joke, call with something. Even if it's for five minutes, just get something out that connection so that you are, not, are feeling a little bit less alone. And my favorite thing of all of them, 
and I'm going to once again ask each of you to do this, is to come up with a holiday project. Now, I know I'm asking something from you, and the holidays, a lot of times with depression, we don't have that much to give, but I'm asking you to please come up with a project that you can create, something that is done with your hands or with your mind or something you write or something you draw or something you grow, something you, a meal you make. It doesn't have to be elaborate, and it doesn't have to be huge, and this is men and women. This is not you know just a kitchen idea or it's not just an idea of being out like in the tool shed. Um, I'm using obviously very dramatic gender roles, if you will, to be a bit obnoxious, but it's finding really anything you can to give yourself a purpose or a journey or a reason, if you will. So if you want to start a charity to help within your workplace for people to donate for the holidays, this is going to be a really tough holiday season for a lot of families because people are laid off. Maybe you're laid off. Maybe it's coming together and creating a little group for Christmas caroling. I would rather die. I would honestly rather die than ever be in a caroling group. But if a group came to my door, I think I would love that. I think it would be so fun. Um, maybe it's having a single very solitary experience that you want to create something new for your tree or you want to, you know, create a menorah or you want to buy a menorah, but decorate it. Just something that's a project that gets you creatively going. Something that kind of lets you, like I said, go to a store, put together a plan or look what you have, or maybe grow a new different fruit or vegetable, or maybe it's just getting a gardening box ready for spring. Get something going where you're creating a project and you feel useful and once again, that that creative side of you is being engaged. The holidays don't have to be sad and they can also be super great. So I could name you 10 people in my life that are just like really happy people that have really come to accept me as I am. And those are the people that I want to be around and I want to show my bad days to. And those are the people that I've come to really love and have fought for those friendships. So in closing, I just, I pray that you find your family. And I say that in quotation marks this year because Family can mean so many different things. But I pray that you find the people around you that accept you as you are, that don't ask you for more than you can give. And I pray that if you have people in your life that are struggling, that you truly love, that you just accept them and love them and embrace them for who they are and what they can and cannot do. The seasons can be sad and they can be hard, but they can be beautiful. So whatever yours is going to be, let's start deciding now what it's going to look like and let's move this forward and let's make this year the best that we possibly can. Thank you so much for listening. And I really want to thank Pinkbox Donuts yet again. And I can't wait for you guys to hear our next episode. We've got a really cool guest coming up. Thank you so much for your time.